Hey everyone, I'm doing a little intro uh, to this podcast. Uh, Stephanie and I had a great conversation um, about food plans. Uh, We were in her backyard, so there are ambient sounds, including dogs. Um, There were a couple of times I got distracted and lost my train of thought, Uh, did the best I could. Uh, I'm doing this intro because in the middle of it, I sort of say, okay, we're going to go into the details of what our food plans are, and then I don't. So um, I will, uh, at the end, uh, I'll do a prologue and kind of go into the details, and I will include a link to the uh, food plan uh, that I got from OA that uh, didn't get uh, voted in, but has been a lifesaver of mine for years. All right. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everyone. Um, I am sitting in the backyard with my recovery wife, Stephanie. Dogs in the background, birds tweeting, potential interruptions abound. Occasional um, bugs. The bugs. Buzzing my head. We have birds building a nest above Stephanie's head, like right above it. But um, who cares? Uh, like, you know, a dozen people are going to listen to this. So I really wanted to talk about um, food plans because uh, – for several reasons, um, I've been talking to people a lot lately about the difference between a diet and a food plan. So um, I don't even know how to start the conversation other than like, let's go talk about some diets, you know what I mean, that we've done before coming into OA. So I think the, the primary difference for me has been the objective you know, like, yes, we um, want to get to that. What are your diets that you've, yeah. I mean the, the objective of the diet was to lose weight mm-hmm. period. End of story. Yes. It wasn't even to maintain weight loss right. or to, you know, uh, uh, obtain better health or whatever. It was, uh, expressly for the yes. purpose of losing weight without, uh, any spiritual element, obviously. Um, and so, and and it was always about, at least in my case, about controlling calories or minimizing calories. Right. And like the lower the better was the message that I got, you know, regarding right. diet food plans. Yeah. Well, also, you know, I think it starts with the premise, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. you are right now is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. So you need to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you think that or society is telling you that, a diet is like, again, the goal is to lose weight. But why? Why do you even want to lose weight? Right, because you are not acceptable as you are. Exactly. Yeah. So it's basically a way of saying, go fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and then the other thing with diet is, yes, so it's restriction oftentimes deprivation and uh and then it's based on the fact that you you know you're not okay as you are and I'll never forget when um and also it's like something that people think of doing short term right correct yes there will be an end date at which point you know you'll magically yeah keep the weight off I guess (laughs) yeah I don't know 
But I think I'll never forget when I was working at Northwest Perm and there were uh, sort of one side of, of the office and the other side of the office. And on the other, and so I wasn't as familiar with the women on the other side as the office. But apparently quite a number of them got together <clears throat> to do a diet together. And I think there was about four or five of them that lost a lot of weight and they looked great. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they totally looked great. I think also when you lose weight, you sort of start to dress up a little bit more. And and then you have this sense of achievement. So you're, even your personality, like I do think that women kind of like feel good and then that emanates. Mm-hmm. Um, however, sure enough, by next year, same time, all of that weight was back. And being in OA, I recognized it. I was like, yeah, you know, that's what happens with a diet. Oftentimes after the restriction, there's now it's like, oh, I'm so glad that's over. Uh-huh. Let me go through my list of binge foods I want to get back to. Well, and from any action, there's an equal and opposite reaction or whatever. Like that, that restriction is going to lead to yeah. binging almost inevitably. Yeah. Uh, at least in my experience. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's pendulum. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I have a, a sponsor who had to get really strict food plan for an upcoming surgery she had the surgery a couple weeks ago and together we are making sure because we know i mean we both have enough recovery to know like that was a setup for a big huge backlash and so we're working really closely together right now um so that she can you know certainly so she's no longer restricting her calories so it's just a matter of like Okay, now we stay really closely tied together until the urge to, you know, you know, just let loose and it passes and we don't know how long that's going to take. But the idea is, is that we knew it was coming and we prepared for it and um, and we talked about it. So I think so that's kind of like my experience with the diet, too. I, I didn't diet a lot as an adult, but as a kid, my mom put me on diets and. Um, I went to diet center, you know, and again, it was always down to, you know, just all these foods you don't get to eat, Uh you know, Uh and I'm like, all right. So again, the whole deprivation, are there any sort of bad diets that you particularly, (laughs) I've been through the, the gamut, uh, as probably many folks in OA have. Um, and in my case, it, you know, it, it bordered on, you know, uh, insanity. Um, I mean, I remember thinking, you know, like, oh, cocaine, that's a fabulous solution to this problem, <laughs> you know, like, um, or um, ephedra, yeah. which is, you know, essentially like methamphetamine, as yeah. I understand yeah. it. Like, those were viable options to me um, because, again, the, the goal was entirely weight loss and not, you know, health and well-being so right. um those were were in the mix as were like like i remember doing the rotation diet where like three days you ate like radishes and you know <laughs> and belly button lint and then you know i mean just so many you know i mean it would be quite the walk down memory lane to, you know the grapefruit diet and the you know what was the grapefruit diet i can't like 
grapefruit and oh and then like the paprika and the water and the lemon and oh dear god i mean you name it i did it um you know um of course then i i did jenny craig not to uh mention particulars and some people you know i jenny craig may have value for people so i'm not disparaging it but um but in my experience it was you know again all about calorie restriction and there wasn't a um you know there wasn't an end game it was just like lose the weight and then yeah best of luck to you um so i mean and of course you know all of the all of the commercial diet yeah. plans pretty much i i uh wandered through those um i did uh optifast you know the uh medically supervised fast yeah which interestingly there was a point um for about two weeks in there where i was like the food is off my back yeah but it you know the restriction inevitably as we talked about earlier the pendulum swung back yeah the restriction you know kicked in and but there was you know and i think it's because you are eliminating all of your your uh alcoholic foods and i remember at a point being there like wow i am free of food and i want to stay here forever (laughs) (laughs) and that lasted a couple weeks so anyway that was my well the other thing is is i think aside from uh you know the dam breaking on the restriction i think part of the force that is breaking that dam so that you know, you just, the energy just, because you're taking this energy and you can, you're restricting it and containing it. Um, and then again, that's not going to be able to last. Mm-hmm. And then like a damp, it breaks. I honestly believe that part of that, aside from like just the deprivation that you're putting yourself in, part of that is the fuck you. Because, again, the whole premise of the diet in the first place is that you're not okay just the way you are. Uh Like, that, you know, the world or society or certainly American culture, well, let's just stick stick to American culture. I can't speak for the world. Is like, you're not acceptable. Uh It's like, Uh oh, but, you know, I have a great personality. I'm really smart. I'm, you know, no, sorry. That's, no. I have good ethics, good boundaries. I'm a good friend. Nope. Nope, 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 not, nope, you know? Yeah, you get the sense that there's, like, thinness is equated with moral superiority. Yes. Which is really interesting to me because, like, thin people that I know, you know, who are not (laughs) morally superior, shall we say, but they're almost regarded as such by virtue of their thinness. Well, that's the upper class. That's always the classes mimicking the classes you know, above. Uh-huh. So the upper, upper class is the super wealthy, which you cannot have, you cannot be too rich and you cannot be too thin. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so, you know, a lot of those rich men being able to pick any fucking woman they wanted on the world. And a lot of them were the gazelles, you know? And so, you know, never. And then it's interesting, you know, that whole, you could never be too rich or too thin. And then you've got, I mean, even if you think of princess, um, Diana or uh, Princess Kate, like these models of of like upper upper echelon, and then every class mimics that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, and in a sense, it's interesting to me that it's like that body type because I'm like, oh, you know, in f- folklore, that is the body type of elves. 
who are supposed <laughs> to be like damn near close to angels. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're smarter. They don't die. They have incredible skills, you know, as opposed to the short, fat hobbits, you know what I mean? Or the dwarves where women look like men. You know what I mean? Like and the hobbits eat meals every uh, yeah, so many hours, seven seven times a day, eleven Z's, eleven Z's, and Z's, and... Z's, whatever. So I do think that part of the pressure, like I said, is some part of you, an authentic part of you, saying no. You so know what I mean? Much. Saying no. This this is not right. This is not right. I'm so tired of being rejected. Uh-huh. And yet it's it was fascinating to me that, um, you know, I don't watch a lot of television, but I did catch, um, because of Brene Brown, a, a snippet of uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey and Brene Brown talking to each other. And Brene Brown asked, like, Oprah something around, like, does she have any regrets? I mean, okay, so let's let's pause here for a second. Fucking Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> right? I mean, and if, if if you don't know, I'm not like an Oprah Winfrey fan, but I sure as fuck know who she is and what she has accomplished and achieved, right? I am not, you know, um, ignorant of that. Fucking Brene Brown asked Oprah Winfrey what her like one regret is. And Oprah's answer is without thinking that I couldn't get a hold of the weight. I'm like, wow, or I couldn't manage the weight, uh-huh. or I couldn't, you know what I mean? Psh, psh, psh. Uh-huh. I'm doing my mind blowing, like, wow. I mean, I thought about that for fucking days. So, um, so anyway, so I, so let's go. So yeah, the food plan. I just recalled when you were talking. I think in college I was taking Dexatrim. Uh, but it. Oh yeah, I took that. But it didn't do anything. So that's why I'm like. Oh, yeah, I was taking it, mm-hmm. you know. I forgot. I, yeah, I'd have to make a list. I, I pre- know. As you, and probably any diet you bring up, yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember oh, that. Oh, I remember <laughs> what I wanted to add when you were trying. I forgot about this. When I was 16, my mom took me to Nutrisystems. They did an assessment and told, I'm 5'7". They got my height. They measured my wrist and told me that my optimal healthy weight was 126 pounds I think the last time I weighed 126 pounds I was 12 like and I mean I'm not and I remember when I was sick and I lost weight and I got to like 138 my friends were concerned about me Uh and that was my brief stint with um, anorexia because I had completely lost interest in food. I didn't want to eat every, nothing tasted good to me. So, you know, was it anorexic or not? It was, but I think it was because it'll just be annoying. I think it was because, um, I, I understand anorexia now is control Uh and uh my life was feeling so out of control. Um, with health issues, the trauma memories, what was going on in terms of work, everything that I absolutely believe that it was my eight month stints of anorexia where it's like, I did not want to eat, you know? Um, but anyway, so then again, and I think we come into, so sort of, you know, that's the history that we have with food plans and all the different things. And, um, and also I want to add that, uh, you know, a sponsee of mine, the fruitarian diet. 
heard that? I didn't hear about that. I guess you eat fruit all the time. Wow. And, like, that's the Sounds only like thing you eat. Diabetes waiting yeah. to happen. <laughs> and, you know, and it's supposed to, I mean, who knows? But, again, like, the stuff that people can come up with. So then we come into program. And what, if you can, what do you think, like, coming out of that diet culture... And then you heard people talking about food plan. Can you remember, like, what you thought or if it was confusing or... Yeah, I think I only recently understood or grasped that food plan wasn't a diet. Like, when I heard food plan, I heard diet. Diet. Um, And it's only, you know, in the past uh, (laughs) 120-some-odd days that I grasped that... That food plan meant something different. Yeah. That it was about sanity around food, not about right for you know not for the except express purpose of losing weight. And I think that was why I uh, personally struggled uh, to to get abstinent was because I wasn't grasping that I right. wasn't you know I thought oh if I just you know diet right yeah. <laughs> Um, with my food plan, you know, um, and I was trying to manipulate my food plan, um, in, in the ways that, you know, uh, uh, were familiar to me, um, and not taking guidance, uh, from my sponsor or, you know, other advisors. Cause I was like, no, no, you don't understand. I have to lose weight. Um, and it's only, uh, well, and, and of course, what's funny is I, you know, with my diet type food plan, I managed to gain 20 ish pounds right. in program. So, um, and, uh, with my now actual food plan, which again is based on sanity and appropriate calorie levels and appropriate um, food distribution, uh, you know, with mac- macros, I guess, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's only since I've done that that I've actually been able to lose weight, though that was not the objective. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so since we're going to get on this, you know, again, I want to do the disclaimer. This is my opinion. Um, Stephanie and I is, you know, there are a lot of, so before we get into maybe our our experience with food plans. So uh, I know some people's food plan um, because they did spend so many years counting calories and dieting and everything that their food plan needs to be basic. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, two optional snacks, and that is it. Like they can't count calories because that was their disease. And so sort of surrendering that I know that there's controversy around intuitive eating you know where some people are really pro intuitive eating I have some mixed feelings about it I'm like if you can do it great however I think that um you know intuitive eating is based on connecting to your body and I think that is a huge fucking assumption to make in the rooms of overeaters anonymous um is anyone's ability to connect to their body and understand hunger um even uh even down to like learning that you can feel hungry when actually 
you're anxious. So that's my, I think it's kind of like giving a grad class to a high school student. I'm just like, wow, that's really advanced Uh to ask someone new in OA to do intuitive eating. Um, I get the principle behind it. I think it's great. But again, um, so I, uh, I just want to really make sure that it's like as a sponsor, I will talk to someone. So, so let, let's get into this a little bit. Uh, Maisie wants to come out and join us, but we're not going to let her. So if you hear a little scraping, that's this gorgeous fucking white dog just being like, mommy, mommy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's looking at me like, what's up? What's up? Uh, you need to stay in there and be quiet. Yeah. But um, we warned you guys. We warned you this was going to happen. Uh, okay, so my approach is, again, now, I also, well, let me interrupt myself. When I start, I also was like, food plan is a diet. And that's exactly what I thought. And I did that for eight months very successfully because I can do any food plan diet for eight months. That seems to be like you know, and then I can't do anymore. So it did take me a long time to realize that in some respects, a food plan is literally like taking my crazy brain out of the situation, looking at my body biologically, having a neutral nutritionist, consider my body type, my height, everything, uh, consider like um, any food allergies that I have, anything like that. Take all that into consideration and present to me um, a way, a plan of eating that optimizes my body's health. Period. That is its whole objective. Is like food is fuel, food is where your body gets its nutrients, food is, you know what I mean? Like, and Here's what works for you. Um, and over time, I, not right away, because I didn't want it to be, but over time, I sort of discovered that, you know, I, uh, sugar was like an allergy. I tried for a number of years in OA to find a way that I could keep sugar in my food plan. And it eventually was like it just kept getting worse and then I found so white flour became my methadone for the sugar and then eventually the white flour got I mean it was just like I I don't know if it was that my disease was progressing and so I had lower tolerance for these foods I didn't know if it was like um, I was becoming way more sensitive in my body I didn't know any of that so in that sense I remember when we sat down, it's kind of like, again, uh, you you know, 120 days ago, it was like, okay, what is a food plan for you that works for your body? Um, and, and I also want to add in that you have some special health issues. You want to talk about that kind of complicate. Sure, yeah. So I have um, a, a rare uh, medical condition. Um, I am a hypoparathyroid, um, which probably people, I didn't know what parathyroids were until I didn't have any. Um, <laughs> but they control the calcium level of your blood. 
Uh, mine were removed uh, in error <laughs> during a thyroidectomy. I also have no thyroid. Um, so yeah, so my diet um, needs to, uh, you know, be low in phosphorus um, and uh, accommodate, you know, various calcium requirements and so forth. So right. I do have some special needs or a special needs within my special needs yeah <laughs> and I think also so again people may be sitting there just like tell me what a diet plan. okay we're gonna tell you what a food plan is what our food plans are so that I wanted uh Stephanie to start with that um I had to start with uh again I have HPA axis disorder um uh look it up uh and it's basically an effect of uh, long-term complex PTSD. My hypothalamus, my pituitary, and my adrenal gland are whacked because uh, they've been overused. So uh, I have to stay away from, uh, I had to stop, I was medicating my high levels of cortisol with uh, sugar and carbs and pretty much that was all I was eating. And it wasn't really helpful because I, then I wasn't dealing with it on a, me, on a medical level because I was dealing with my anxiety and my cortisol levels through food. So, uh, and then recently uh, I went through uh, a, another collapse and um, a couple years ago, well, recently I went through another collapse a collapse a few years ago I went through a decline saw a naturopath and she put me on a paleo-esque type food plan again her her approach to me had nothing to do with my weight she like ran tests she was whatever she's like here's what you you know your body is we ran tests I I was like my body was stripped of nutrients it was just and cortisol does that it sucks all of the nutrients out of your muscles, out of your bones, everything like that. So my, so again, my food plan had to incorporate like everything organic. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I couldn't buy anything packaged. So, um, so then again, my food plan had to be like, so no grains, uh, no sugar, you know, that was her. She didn't even, she's like, I don't want you doing any sugar doing any grains, um, and no dairy. I didn't quite understand that, but I was so desperate. I was like, fine. You know, I don't know if that was because of the inflammation. I'm not, I'm not a nutritionist. I just was at that point, it was the gift of desperation. So again, you have Stephanie and I sort of literally sitting down going like, okay, medically, what, what are my needs? So first and foremost that, because again, we're approaching our body like, okay, you're a body. Here's what you need. Where we both started at with our calorie intake was our ex our weight exactly as it is right now. In that sense, it's like, you know, because we were overeating and the weight was creeping up, you know, I had the uh, quarantine 15. And so uh, we became sort of food buddies in the beginning of the year. Uh, Stephanie, you know, hit a place of willingness I you know it was it was a god thing I was like okay quarantine 15 something's not right I need to really clean up my food I was on my food plan but um I would go out to eat 
or I, I can't even say out to eat. I would take, get takeout during the quarantine and restaurant food always has higher fat. And man, ap- right after sugar is high fat. I mean, if you want to like, hence the cake, you know what I mean? Like my fantasy of cake. So we sat down, we're like, okay, how tall are we? And, and what we did was, is we Googled many sources for the height that we are um, and the weight that we are, how many calories. So we started from a place of this is who I am today. And we just kept it there. And then um, we, so we got that calorie intake because we're compulsive overeaters. So that's why I want to speak to like, you know, I had a brief stint (laughs) with anorexia. I am a compulsive overeater. So I am not someone who has had a lid on my food for decades. I'm someone where there were no limits to what I could eat. So Stephanie and I both need boundaries. We need like, okay, breakfast starts, breakfast ends. Here's the caloric range for breakfast. So we came up with, we got, we both got on my fitness pal and uh, we figured out our food plans together. I have a sheet, uh, a food plan from OA that was a draft version that never got published. We kind of used that as a guideline and that was kind of where we started. And so before I go on, um, what was that like for you? Um, yeah, I was just about to, to interject because I think this is an important, um, under, uh, you know, understanding on my part was, um, when you told me how many calories I had to have, I, I don't know if you remember. I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was in shock and horror. I was like, there's no way I can eat that many calories and even have the slightest hope of losing weight. Um, it was like a major act of surrender for me to say, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm not, I'm going to put, you know, the Stephanie's diet plan uh, expertise to the side, uh, expertise in quotes, um, and, uh, and do, you know, and that's where the surrender comes in and just do, you know, trust the process, trust, um, you know, that, that this is going to get me where I want to go. Um, and, and set aside my own beliefs about, you know, calorie limits and, um, cause I would have set the calories way lower. So I think, so Stephanie's five, eight, I'm five, seven. I think we started at 2000 to 2100. Didn't we start? It was kind of like there uh-huh. because again, whenever I work with someone, I want to start with where they're at and we are not going to look at losing weight at all we're going to practice having the food plan not being able to just eat whenever I think that's plenty Uh to start like Uh no no you don't just get to go and and get red vines which I can't understand you know what I mean or like it's just the idea of like here is a food plan where there is absolutely no expectation that you're going to lose weight you're going to practice just having the food plan that with with your medical needs with whatever you know is is appropriate for your body today and that i mean that is insanely revolutionary if you think about it like i've spent my every waking moment of my life as long as i can remember 
I have to lose weight. I am in the process of trying to lose weight. And to spend, you know, time where the objective is no, you're just going to maintain where you're at today. I mean, I think that's hugely, you, you, you need that reset when you've spent your entire life in, I have to lose weight, I have to lose weight right. mode. And then, of course, ironically, she loses some weight. Stephanie's not allowed to look at the scale. Oh, that's another thing. Yes. Talk about that. That, that has been um, instrumental as well. Because um, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has a smidge bit of crazy around the scale. Um, and I was one of those, like, you know, weigh myself after I go to the bathroom. Like, weigh myself, you know, naked with my, you know, with my glasses off. Because those might weigh something, you know. <laughs> like, weigh myself seven times a day. And and um, so eliminating, and, and and whatever the answer on the scale was, it was not helpful because if I'd lost weight, then it was, oh, well, if I lost this much, then maybe I can lose this much and maybe this and then maybe da, 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 da. Or if I main, you know, if I maintained, that wasn't good. If I gained, my God, then, you know, depression and, you know, what do we need to solve that problem? Well, food, of course. Um, so there was no upside to, uh, to weighing. Um, that was also a huge act of faith and willingness, I guess, on my part was like, I handed over my scale and, um, you know, and, and I am weighed in, in a manner to where I cannot see the scale. Um, and I think that was instrumental in, you know, moving me forward in a healthy eating plan is like, you know, it's not about the scale. Right. Just let that go. Right. And um, how how I do it and how I have my sponsees do it who want to lose weight is we first got, so let's say, you know, um, we uh, did whatever it was. I'm going to say it was like 2,100 calories, right? So I think maybe in the beginning, I always have a 200 calorie range. Where it's like, okay, so now, because of the restriction, so let's say it was 2,100, and we were like, okay, 2,000 to 2,200 is your range. Because of restriction, you can't eat less than 2,000. You have to eat all of that, all of those calories. And then if you're having a day where you, you know, you want, it's night, I'm like, fucking fine, you've got 200 calories. So we start there where you've got this range, and then... When Stephanie wanted to go down, I was like, okay, you need to stay with where your calories are 200 to 2200. You have permission. And you and now practice only having 2000. You know, you know that you can go up, but we're not going to go down until you are just comfortable at 2000. And then I don't know if we went to 1819. I think uh-huh. we went to 19 and then we went to 1900 and then we did some more math and figured out that that's pretty much how many calories she would eat at her height and size that she wants to be is like 1900 calories. Um, and so I think we did 18 to 2000 or 19 to 19. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea being that it's like, okay, this is your food plan. You're not going to, 
You know, there's no restriction happening here at all. And uh, once once we got down to starting at like 2200, once we got down to the calorie count, you know, which took steps of the 18 to 2000, um, it was like, okay, I think I even said to you, all right, this is it. Now, if you want to lose weight, it's just going to come off. And I and at that time as well, to interject, I think I sobbed for a while. <laughs> because I, you know, I had to let go of that, like, because I was hoping, like, oh, maybe we'll make it down to 1,200 calories, and then magically all this weight will come off, you know, and that's, and that is not what happened, but I had to let go, again, of this idea that lower calories is better, and, um, and that, you know, that's the, the key to losing weight, and, you know, Nicole let me sob and get that out and then proceeded to say <laughs> this is where we're at right and um you know I guess the to get to the to the happy ending or whatever is I am continuing to lose weight um at that calorie level it's at a slow pace and maybe I'm jumping to the the end of the the story here but um but slow pace is you know that it's critical to not be restricting. Yes. Um, and so slow pace it is. So Well, and also the other thing is, is that meanwhile, we're starting the fourth step. We, when we did the third, when we did our food plan is when we were around the third step, because we were going through the OA workbook together, the, the new one, I think. The green. The green yeah. one. And, um, and so that's the third step is when we were like, okay, let's, you know, here's, here's the action behind our third step of surrender. And um, so then it was kind of like, okay, we're going into our fourth step. And it was literally like, all right, now you have to stay on your food plan while all of this, you, and this is the other thing that I think is part of it is like, yes, it's a food plan that's purely based on like nutritional needs. You're like, oh, that's not enough. I'm like, Steph, now (laughs) you are going to have to stay abstinent while you have one emotional experience after the other. And you're going, and this is where, um, for me, also health-wise, like taking away the sugar and the white flour was like, okay, now I have to learn how to, all of my stuff is going to come up. And I can't have food be my solution. Uh-huh. I have to, you know, I, for me, I had to take a fuck ton of supplements. I mean, it was like, okay, I have to deal with this medically, uh-huh. whatever, you know, my compulsions were for food. Or I have to reach for all of my other tools now uh-huh. to deal with all of the feelings that comes up. Quick interjection. Part of the magic of eating the same calorie range uh, and you know roughly the same foods at each meal is that it does allow me to finally realize what is you know physical hunger and what is emotional hunger because when I'm eating the same thing every day then you know if I'm suddenly you know way more hungry and this is not enough food and da 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 that's not about my body. Yeah. That's about my head. My head is saying I need more because, yeah. you know, seven days in a row, that was fine. And now all of a sudden it's not enough. No, no. it is enough. 
it's it's my head that is and and I couldn't learn that without you know I mean you told me that but I didn't believe you until I mean not that I didn't believe you but until I experienced it for myself I didn't get it yeah so the story I told Stephanie was is my first revelation around the same thing in San Francisco food plan ate the same thing pretty much every day which is just how I roll I switch it and then I'll eat that the same time every day and then um but I was it was like one o'clock or one thirty. I was driving and I was I felt like I was starving and I I pulled over and I literally had hunger pains in my stomach but I'm like I just had lunch and I couldn't and I I could not get in touch with why I was I was like I don't feel anything I just feel hungry I made a phone call and I literally just said, like, I don't know what's going on. I had lunch an hour ago. It's the same thing I eat all the time. And yet I'm feeling hunger pains. Sure enough, on the call, it, you know, we got to, like, something that I was upset about. And I just will never forget that. You know, like, holy fuck, hunger pains. You know, and it was just like, and that I think that was the story. that, it, And then you got to experience yourself, like, Oh, I feel hung, legitimately hungry, but you know because you've been eating the same food, everything like okay, that that can't be it. It has to be emotional hunger uh-huh. that I'm experiencing, and then you got you get to address the emotional hunger piece. So, is there anything that you would? So this is where we're at today. Is um, just you know like yeah, this is you know we have our food and. We, for 90 days, we committed to not eating off our food, like no restaurants, basically, um, like, you know, being super clean with our food, no, uh, no popcorn, because we like to go uh, to the movies and get popcorn. And so when we hit 90 days and Stephanie got, oh, what'd you get at 90 days? A chip. Her first, chip. her first 90 day chip. Oh. Um, then we sat down and decided what our parameters were going to be. So eating out once a week, um, we, we looked at like, okay, we both like to go to the movies together. We can't imagine life without popcorn. Okay. We'll get juniors. You know, I mean, we just, and the thing is, is that we didn't decide that at the moment we decided that, and I, this is, I really agree. Don't don't decide in the moment, you know, like, oh yeah, uh, medium popcorn, you know? Okay. You know, while you're in line, like, let's make this our rule. No. So, um, and so, yeah, now we're just, you know, we're just doing the deal. Anything you want to kind of, um, so, you know, we, uh, at a meeting last week, we talked about the concept of freedom and, um, you know, I, feel so much freedom in this food plan uh you know um and i think it's one of like the paradoxes maybe and that this may not be true for everybody but like in program like you have to you know submit in order to get you know your give up your power in order to gain power and in this case you know i i had to um you know have a structured food plan in order to obtain freedom and i feel so much freedom and so much relief around just not 
not making those decisions in the moment over and over and over throughout the day because they were agonizing decisions and they didn't typically go well. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's like, I don't have to think, I don't have to decide. It's already, it's already been decided. And on that note though, we do, uh, we should add this like, and we do have to buy our foods. You know what I mean? Like we have to, we, there was a period of figuring out like, you know, oh, what, what meal, what would make a dinner? What, what uh-huh. foods put together make a dinner? What, yeah, of course, but we did that together, you know? Um, I think that the, uh, uh, the other thing that came up, um, Stephanie, as much as you're willing to talk about it, is once the food, you put down the food, now it's just you alone with the anxiety, but then you had to live in the anxiety a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah, and my and address it. Yeah, and I think um, that probably biologically, you know, the food was, you know, I mean, it, you know, creates serotonin and whatever, or you know, it probably was um, mitigating the anxiety. Uh, to some degree, but, you know, so now I have to do that outside of food, um, because, you know, food, I mean, I'm, I'm very clear about, you know, at my weight and my age and whatever, like, I don't have the luxury of gaining, like, the food will kill me, so, um, so I do have to find alternative ways of, of, thank you, Maisie, of managing um, the anxiety and, you know, and that in my case has been, you know, really looking at um, with the help of a naturopath, like, you know, what, what options are available to me, um, you know, in terms of like supplementation and behavioral changes. Um, I did find that um, I was sleeping in in the morning, um, which was raising my cortisol levels and um, getting up you know, right when my alarm goes off, that that helped, um, you know, deal with the anxiety. And I wouldn't have figured that out if I hadn't put the food aside, yeah. you know. So you kind of have to, to put the food aside to to be able to then, you know, scientifically right. look at, okay, what's, you know, what will help this anxiety that's that's a health healthy option and so forth. Also, I forgot in the beginning there was a time where you text me for the first time. It was like, you know, I'm having food thoughts, you know? So again, because you couldn't eat because, you know, and I think it's, I don't, I'm interrupting myself. It was Stephanie and I doing this together. And, oh, we, we also, it was three to four meetings a week. So let's just, we didn't just go rogue on the food plan it was like no three to four meetings a week we went together um we reported our food to each other every day and then on a saturday night when it was like oh i have you you text me i think probably for the first time specifically because you were having food stephanie and i talked to each other all the time but that was like i'm having food thoughts Mm -hmm, and and that is i think you know and that's maybe where my fourth step journey is hopefully taking me is you know that trust trusting of you know the the tribe that it's okay for me to say like it's okay for me to reach out and say i'm having food thoughts and it's okay to ask for help and and 
yeah, that's I guess the next step yeah. in my yeah <laughs> in my journey. But all, and also I want to kind of circle back. Oh, we got a plane for you, you guys. We've got dogs, birds, bees, and then you're welcome on the plane. Um, uh, was I want to add this? Just circling back to what you said around the anxiety. So after Stephanie, you know, got the food piece and the anxiety, she went to a naturopath. They did some tests on her, and her cortisol is through the roof. But the point being is, is that because you didn't have the food and you were all of a sudden confronted with, well, if you take the food away, that's how you were medicating. Mm -hmm. And so then she, you know, the, the, she doesn't have the food anymore. So that sort of forced you to go to the natural path and then they ran some tests and then it's like, oh, here's why you're eating. I mean, I think, Stephanie, I think your cortisol was probably higher than mine. I mean, even the naturopath said, I've never seen anyone with this level of cortisol. <laughs> but now we're addressing that medically. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, uh, and of course, spiritually and emotionally. And then, and then also, um, you're going on your trip. And so, you know, going to the beach and being prepared, you know. Yeah, yeah, this um, is a, a new development in my um, my journey as well as, like, doing the planning ahead thing. Um, I, I'm going on a um, short vacation to Cannon Beach with my husband, and part of my, you know, planning along that was um, getting a condo that has a, a full kitchen, refrigerator, and so forth, so that I could bring... Um, the foods that I need and, you know, prepare that ahead of time so that, um, and, you know, I talked with Nicole, I'm going to have one meal out while we're there and we'll probably text, well, not probably, I will text her uh, as to what that, you know, what that meal will look like and so forth once I determine a restaurant and whatnot. So, yeah, so really, um, you know, I mean, before I would very much balk at planning ahead or just forget about planning ahead or whatever. And now I'm like, it's like, you know, oxygen, like I need oxygen and I need my right food. Yeah. So. So I think to sort of end this, I think what I want to say is, is that a couple things, it's like getting the food, figuring out what your food plan is with help, not by yourself, thinking about it in terms of your body today. I get that you want to um, lose weight, or some people do, but there's a, a maintaining abstinence and a weight losing abstinence, and re- restriction should never be part of that. It's, you know, uh, again, for people want like what I do when I sponsor someone is I'm like, okay, where are you at today? 2100. Where do you want to be? You know, we'd look at the count. Cal- okay, that's 1800. We are going to start you at 2,100 calories, and we are going to slowly, safely, consistently move you down to 1,800, and then your body's going to drop weight because you are eating for a person who weighs this much and not a person who weighs what you're weighing today. But again, slow and steady wins the race. Also, the biggest part for me about after I do all that is I have actually taken care of the food piece. I have put food back in its proper place. Now, 
I got to deal with why was I turning to the food in the first place? How was that my solution? And, and what were the things that made me go to food specific to my story, specific to your story? And then using my recovery team and my God squad and my recovery wife and whatever to unpack that and learn to emotionally regulate through connection as opposed to through an object, whether that object is food, gum, smoking, whatever it is. So that is uh, why I wanted to kind of talk about the food plan is because now Stephanie and I are together working on the four step and it's like, okay, you know, all of this stuff going through this and Stephanie doesn't get to eat over it. (laughs) (laughs) And neither do I. So we, we, we hope you bear with us in terms of the sound quality. This was really a topic I wanted to, to talk about. And, um, yeah, thanks always for listening. Thanks to the 10 people who listen to us. <laughs> Sending up. Okay. And now it is time for the prologue. Uh, this is me explaining the, uh, food plan that Stephanie and I are following for those who know my story. Um, it is the, draft uh, pamphlet of the OA's Dignity of Choice that got voted down. And it got voted down because it had too much detail in it. Uh, I managed to secure a copy not knowing that it was a draft and it's been the food plan that has really saved my life. So uh, there is a link um, in the podcast description to this food plan. Basically, you figure out like a guesstimate of what your BMI is, which would tell you your uh, caloric range. You then pick um, plan A, plan B, plan C, uh, depending on that uh, range. And then you pick what kind of food plan you're on, which is a basic food plan is your total omnivore, uh, no sugar, no flour food plan, and then a vegetarian food plan. And then what I like is within that food plan, it sort of tells you um, how many servings of meat you're supposed to meet protein, um, how many servings of starch, how many servings of fruit, uh, how many servings of vegetables, how many servings of dairy, and then how many servings of fat. And then you can spread those out any way that you like. And they even give you a little bit of a sample uh, you know, ex- food examples and what's, what constitutes a serving. So, for example, um, a cup of skin milk is one serving of dairy. A half a cup of whole milk is one serving of dairy. Um, and then, uh, you know, for protein, uh, one ounce of chicken with skin is a protein. Two ounces of skinless chicken is a protein. I figured out the caloric range because I was figuring out my disease was so tricky that I could do the um, the servings and still uh, eat more than uh, my food plan re, uh, required calorically. So I kind of had to pay attention to both. What I like about this food plan is, okay, so I'm on a 1700 calorie diet so or food plan. And so I go, you know, uh, I cannot eat less than 1600 and I can't eat more than 1800. Um, but 1700 is kind of where I go. 
what I like is, is that 1700 is just like how many calories I can have. So it's literally like someone gives you $1,700 and you're like, okay, this is what you get to spend today. And, and I'm like, okay, but what I like about this food plan is it tells me, Nicole, you need to, to spend 800 of that or 600 of that on protein. Like your body needs that. And then, and, and it balances out. And for me, I mean, left to my own devices, I eat fat and starch all day long. No vegetables, no fruit, no dairy, unless it's butter um, or cheese. So uh, this really taught me how to how to have a balanced food plan that wasn't too difficult. It wasn't, it didn't go into like what kind of saturated, non-saturated fat, what kind of, it was just like, look, Nicole, you know, you get nine servings of protein, four servings of starch, four of fruit, five of vegetables, three of dairy, four of fat. Go at it. And, and I could then organize that any way that I wanted to. Um, and that just was, that just really worked for me. Some people who have been on really strict regulated food plans, this, this might not feel like freedom to you. Uh, but for me, what I like about weighing and measuring is, um, is it actually gives me incredible freedom because there's no discussion about it. There's, I don't have any chatter in my head. I know exactly what I ate. I don't later on go like, was that enough? Was that too much? My like disease just shuts up about it. And that is, um, for me, that's my experience with food plans. So like I said, I uh, have the link in the podcast description. All right. Thanks guys.